You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 246, Small Bites from Pure Professor, Feng Shui for Your Desk with special guest Catherine Metz. Welcome to episode 246 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to join our mailing list and keep in touch with us by listening to us every week. But the mailing list is the best way to keep up with everything. And we actually just finished and closed a giveaway. We are giving away a free mini Feng Shui consultation. And we're happy to announce our winner. Our winner, which we're going to also announce on the newsletter, is Amber. Amber M from New York. And she's actually in our program now, but that didn't give her any more entrances into the, <laughs> the giveaways. Just, that's what I put it. I put in like the random number generator and hers came up. So it'll be very nice to highlight one of our soon to be graduates and also give you guys actually a little bit of a more advanced mini consultation to watch because we've already done a first pass at her home and she's learning feng shui. So, so we can take it a little bit deeper. So I think that's a real plus for the listeners. So congratulations, Amber. We'll be contacting you, but we see you every week in class anyway. And yeah, be sure to sign up for our mailing list because you can keep up with those little giveaways that we do and our our special workshops and all the different opportunities that are only available to our newsletter subscribers. So this month, we're back for our new segment, Small Bites from Pure Professor with Catherine Metz. And Catherine Metz is now part of our teaching team and here at Mindful Design Feng Shui School. And it's really a delight to welcome Catherine. She's a feng shui master teacher and the creator and founder of Feng Shui Storyboard. And over the years, she's chronicled His Holiness Grandmaster Professor Lin Yun's teachings as succinctly as possible. And so she's a virtual repository of knowledge and wisdom, both ancient and modern. And now she expertly shares her virtual repository of knowledge with Mindful Design School students. And um, she shares all of her wisdom that she received from the professor for 25 years. And then she has over 40 years of experience teaching as a practitioner and as a mentor. So we're really delighted to have her back again. Hi, Catherine. Hey, good, good to see you both. And if you guys forgot, <laughs> we're, our new little monthly segment is called Small Bites from Pure Professor. And this was inspired by Catherine's newsletter that she had a few years back. And we're giving it a second life here. And we're really delighted to, to be able to share all this content that Catherine has put together. And it's also a sneak peek into our advanced studies training program, Pure Professor. So this week we thought, we would talk about feng shui for your desk. And we're going to start with just kind of let's, we guess we could just talk about what the basics are in terms of setting up your desk in command. Laura, do you want to give everyone a rundown of what it, what it means to set your desk up in command? Sure. It means that when you're sitting at your desk working, 
you should be able to see the main entryway or the door into your office or workspace. So for instance, I am sitting here at my desk and off to the left, I can see the door into my office there. And it is called the commander commanding position because of the sense of, to put it in kind of one term control that you have over the being able to see what's coming at you. That's just the nutshell, but yes. And you can you can put yourself into command. I don't know if we're going to talk about this. Catherine, are we going to talk about this or should I, We should, maybe we should circle back and talk about it. What happens well, if you're not in command? Yeah, but I want to first hear, actually, I don't know. I want to hear Catherine, how she instructs people about what the commanding position is. Well, you want to be, like Laura said, I'm the same way. I, off to my left and in front of me is my door. So it's the same way. So I'm looking at the sidewall not the door wall. And there's a difference between looking at the sidewall and looking at the door wall, but still being out of the doorway. If you're looking at the door wall, so if I turned and was looking at the door wall and the door is over there, it means that my workload can be steady, that they're not these ups and downs. If you're looking at the sidewall as I am, it means work can go up and down. And a lot of people like to work that way. They like to have things come in. They like to, you know, be an actor in a play and then they have some time off and then they go on vacation and then they come back and have another job. So there's a difference there between sidewall and door wall, but they're both command if they're not in line with the door as well. So those nuances are important, I think. Yeah. And let's just rewind a little bit. You know, this is a question that we get asked a lot, like, how do I best position my desk according to feng shui principles. And the first thing that the three of us would respond, how we would respond, we would say that you should have your desk in commanding position. So like Laura and Catherine both illustrated, when you're sitting at your desk, you want to be able to see the door without directly being in line with the door. So that may mean that when you're sitting at your desk, the desk may be up against the wall. So you're right up next to the wall that the line of the door, like you're right up next to the door, or you could also be set back like diagonal from the door or kitty corner from the door. But you want to be able to see the door without being directly in front of the door to be in command. And also you don't want to be set up. So your back is facing the door. So Catherine, can you tell us more about like the reasons why it's helpful to be in command, how that shifts our work experience? Because that's actually what our desks represent, our career and our work life. I think that you'll read in almost any feng shui book that, you know, if you're sitting with your back to the door out of command, that you could be surprised. So that's the first thing. And so that sort of adds to anxiety and nervousness. And so they also say that if you're sitting facing the door, you can see opportunity coming your way and you'll miss it otherwise. So I think those are very common. And what I'd like to speak a little bit more about are the things that are a bit more uncommon, but nuances that everyone should know about lack of command. Uh, I think those are really important. I had a number of people talk to me in one office building where people walk by down the hallways and it's a glass wall and a glass door and they're less likely to interrupt a person sitting at their desk if the desk is in command because they can tell if that person is working or not when their back is to them 
they will walk in and tap them on the back or try to figure out if it's time, good time to talk. So there's less interruption when you're in command, I found over time. You can feel a sense of control over the world and over your projects. And I think that's also common in our feng shui books. One of the more uncommon is that you're much more likely to receive support and really good advice if you're in command. And I think that's an important nuance that we don't hear very often. Can you tell us or more about that? It means that you're open to the world, but you haven't turned your back on the world. So people are willing, more willing to walk into your office when they see that you're not busy and they can sit down and feel comfortable, like they're not bothering you. And they're much more, well, I think you are much more likely than to receive what they have to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can all visualize this, even just thinking about in a conversation, if you're in a meeting with someone or eating a meal with someone, if their back is facing you, it's not as welcoming, or even if their side, you know, their side is facing you versus if you're looking at someone's face, you see their expression. And I've, you know, even worked with some clients, you know, when I first started, where they were convinced that it was better to not be in command. And, you know, one of my mentors said, well, you know, maybe they're just not they're not prepared to see things and that's okay. They're not at the point where they want to be open to those opportunities and maybe they're accustomed and very comfortable in the place where they're not in control and they not in control of their situation and they're, they may be surprised. Yeah, and, and they may choose to be out of command and as you make a suggestion or ask them more questions, they may be willing to put a small mirror on their desk where they can still be out of command but have a mirror there so they can begin to see what's coming and they could sort of get a sense of what that feels like might be a good suggestion. Mm -hmm. Oh, the mirror just reminded me that I wanted to tell that story, but I'll tell it. I'll tell it at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ever listeners, you have to stay till the end because we have a story to share, but yes, I think that's important too. And something that I see a lot is people are very excited when they can set up their desk so they can look out the window. And see the birds and the yes. sky like, and the rainbows. <laughs> yes. Like I had a friend who moved from Los Angeles or moved from Cal uh, New York to Los Angeles and has more space. And she's an entrepreneur and she's so excited. She's, she said, you know, I could finally set up my desk and I have a backyard and I set up my desk so I can see the backyard and I can like watch the birds and watch nature and then she then uh, then proceeded to ask me for support <laughs> what what my feng shui would be feng shui advice would be for her business and you know like Catherine in your small bite you talked about like it's very alluring to do that right yeah i mean i sit in my office and my garden's right here and i'm in command but i can look just to my side and i can see that my tomato plant just fell over in the pounding rain we had yesterday <laughs> <laughs> but I can see the birds. I, I I can, you know, wave to my neighbors who are really wonderful next door. And so I can do both. So if there's if you're in a room where you can do both, I would suggest you be in command and have and you can still look out the window. So are, there are possibilities. 
to look directly out the window is a little hard for your computer screen and well, that's so there are other considerations. Yeah. And actually that's something that's pretty new. A lot of people now are also, because they're on Zoom a lot, are setting up their computers. So they're the window, because the daylight is very good for Zoom. So they set up their computers to not only be in this new situation where they're working from home a lot, and then they're on video conferencing a lot. And then they set up their computer. So they're looking straight out the window, but they say like, it's the best light for Zoom, but but feng shui wise, we would recommend it's not a bad thing to look out the window and see what's happening in nature, but it might be better to have it to your side and not compete with what you have at hand. Like I tell people, like, I don't know about you because, you know, we're on we're all three of us are entrepreneurs, but when I'm at my desk, I don't want to be sitting at my desk all my whole life, right? <laughs> all day. I want to be able to focus when I'm working on something, be present with the task at hand and what it is I want to achieve that day in terms of my work. And then if I need to, of course, I want to take, I could take a break, look out the window, see what the weather's like, see what that noise is, see what's happening, look at the greenery from time to time. And then I'd like to go outside. So instead of daydreaming at my desk where our the idea is that like our chi goes straight out the window instead of staying with the task at hand at your desk. So when your desk is set up, so you're looking straight out the window, it's very easy to daydream and your chi isn't with your desk. Your chi is outside. And I would rather, you know, work very focused at my desk and then go outside, go take a walk outside and be outside. I like that. I There's another piece to the nuance about opportunity and danger and all those things that a lot of the books talk about. If you're in command, you can better withstand any criticism that comes your way and deal with it in a way that doesn't create backlash, in a way that you can learn from that criticism and let the rest go. So that's a wonderful piece about being in command as well that I don't think is talked about enough. I also like the idea of where a lot of people are positioned where they're facing a wall, not even a window, just a wall because of convenience and space. Because often if you have to put your desk into command, people think that, well, it, and sometimes it can be a factor that it ends up taking up a little more space than you intended. And if you push your desk against a wall, then now you have lots more room and you're in this particular area. But what ends up happening is that you're facing a wall. And so I always think of, you know, the idea that if you're, if you're a creative person or you work in a field that requires creativity, you have a narrower view, like you've shut yourself in. And it's a little bit like we were talking about earlier that people that, that prefer this, let's say they're, or they're, sorry, they're resistant to shifting this are often maybe a little bit more introverted, maybe want, you know, I, they wouldn't see it as a narrow view. They would just see it as just enough. They don't need any more at this particular time. But, you know, I would say for people that are really do want to expand their, not only their creativity, but in, in the end, their work life and their business is that when you can turn and position so that you can now have a full view of what's coming at you, it expands your horizons. Like it just, it just opens things up and that narrow view of what was possible for you has changed. So like maybe you're feeling limit, like maybe you're feeling, Oh, I, 
I don't know why I just don't, I'm not inspired to do anything different with my business right now, or I'm hitting a roadblock. I don't know why I don't have the energy to do it. And, you know, maybe playing with the position of your desk and turning it so that now you're not, you know, hitting a brick wall metaphorically and energetically and like, you know, not literally, but like facing a wall, then, you know, give that a try and see. Cause I always, the nice thing about a desk, it's not like the stove and even like the bed, it's much more flexible to move around to play with and to move yeah, around the space. And, and I think as when you speak of that creative person, it's much more likely that um, your voice will be heard and that creative idea will be out into the world when you're, when you're in command, it's really it, your idea, your ideas will find their place in the world, which I think is a wonderful thing about being in command. Yeah. Um, and I, I think also this topic can touch upon some of the nuances of being in the world where we are right now. So a lot of things that I hear from people are one, a lot of us are working from home when we have not anticipated that. And so there's limited amount of space and people have to come up with makeshift desk areas or workspaces. So sometimes I don't even call it a desk. I say your workspace because your desk may, or your workspace may be a coffee table. It may be your dining table when it's not in use as a dining table. And it may be a carved out area of your bedroom because I know that a lot of you are thinking about that too, because not everyone has the luxury of having their own separate room to put an office and to put a desk in the commanding position. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> so, you know, I think that this is all included and we invite you to have a flexible approach to it. And you can still place yourself in command, whether you're making a workspace in your, you're setting up your laptop at your dining room table or a coffee room table or at a coffee shop also, because a lot of young people do a lot of co-working they may not have like one permanent desk situation. So we want you to be open-minded with this concept and know that you can still set yourself in command, even though you don't have the most ideal desk situation. You can do it with a mirror, a small mirror. Even if you went to a coffee shop, you could do it with a little mirror that's stuck on your computer. I mean, there's so many ways to still be in command. And if you're not, it's to perhaps just settle yourself into that chair, you know, and really be present there and do maybe a little chanting or a little meditation to know that you're settled in that place and you can focus and do what you need to do. Yeah. Or you can try to pick a seat that is in command, right? As yes. In the yeah, yeah. I think the, the one thing Professor kept saying over and over is that you should have a place, even if it's the dining room table, you should visit it every day. Visit your desk or your workspace every day, even if it's just to say, hello, you know, I'm out today, but I'll be back tomorrow. Just check in and let that desk know that you want it to be ready for you when you get back and you're ready to, to use that space really well. Mm -hmm. And I find that's a challenge with a lot of people too. A lot of younger people, there's some resistance to having like one single desk area. And to that, I usually advise like, you know, it's okay to have different places that you work, but maybe have like a primary place that 
is called your desk because it gives you a place to have some territory. It gives you a place to make space on this earth that's dedicated to your path in life, your career. It doesn't have to be a formal career, but it can be, you know, your reason for being in the world and and not to spread yourself then that's another thing like when you have like maybe two desks it may mean that you're wearing two hats and it can be overwhelming like that you have maybe two, maybe you're feeling overwhelmed from being a uh, split in that sense yeah that's a difficult moment so just check in with your desk as if it were a friend right Mm-hmm. And that you're going to be there and they're going to be there for you. So I think that's a way to think about it. And then you also had on your list here that you, um, by being in command, one may develop an entirely new perspective and find themselves taking an adventurous new path. Yes, yeah, you, you get, you're open yourself up. I think like Laura was saying, you you open your heart and your mind to new possibilities. And I have found that to be true when people change from facing a wall. I think probably all three of us have heard those words from our clients that something dramatically changed or something crept up on them that was so new they were surprised by it over time. I think we've all heard that and it's wonderful to hear. Yeah, Laura, do you have a story about that? Well, I was just, yeah, I mean, uh, many of our students, when we've had them shift, it have all commented that they notice the changes almost immediately. And I think some people just sell themselves short. You know, they don't think that they are bold enough or brave enough or courageous enough to look at what's coming at them to like face their door. It sounds really lame when you think about it, saying it's just a door. But, you know, there's something about hiding away and facing a wall and tucking yourself into a little ball on the side of your room, you know, and not being cocky enough in a way to just turn and like, just say, no, I own this space. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. And I think there's that real shift of when you say, okay, this is my little, you know, I'm going to work today and I'm just going to quietly work. Instead of, you know, turning around and saying, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. And it's a bold step. And for some people, it might feel like a lot. So, you know, even using that small rear view mirror, and we, you know, you can get them on eBay, like just a little mirror that's like, you would see the equivalent of a rear view. Yeah, eBay. Yeah, I get them on eBay. They're like little tiny little rear view. Yeah, because they're con the convex ones. And then they take up, you know, and then you can see more. It's a blind spot mirror. That's what it's called. And, you know, inexpensive, just try that and see what, see how it feels. So that's in your, if your desk, if you can't put your desk in command, you can set up a mirror at your desk so that you can see the door behind you using a mirror or like a convex Convex mirror is a great one, which is a rear view mirror that can be pretty small in terms of real estate, but it can give you a wider view of your doorway. So you're in command. And this is only required if you cannot see the door the way that you set up your desk. You know, this reminds me of another caution, even when you are in command, when you want to be able to back your chair up from your desk without hitting the wall. Because if you don't leave yourself enough room, even in command, you've destroyed any backup plan that you might have. There's no room to maneuver around any difficulty. So being in command mean, means also having enough room behind you so you can back up without bumping into anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. 
But I really love that idea that Laura was talking about having the courage to even make a turn. One of my healers, she doesn't practice anymore, but she she was like a medical intuitive and she, and I would say, oh, I'm having like my left hip hurts. And she says, your body needs to take a right turn. <laughs> and, but it was true. She's like, you need to like make a turn or like a left. I can't remember if it was, it must've been a left turn because my left, it was my lip, left hip. But she said, you need to make a turn in your life. And that's going to heal the pain that you're having on the left side. But that's the same message with putting yourself in command that people find it so difficult to make a simple shift in their perspective, which, you know, ties into what Catherine talks about, like developing an entirely new perspective. Sometimes we can be so afraid to to break out of what we're used to. And what would happen if you just made like a little quarter turn? <laughs> what else would you see, right? Yeah. And that just, that reminds me too, being in command can be, your desk can be at an angle, like kitty corner to the door, right? That's still in command. But if you do that, you have to be really careful because being at an angle means movement. So your business could grow really, really fast and you have to be ready for that. You have to be ready for things to change if you put your desk at an angle. It's still in command, but you're asking for things to come your way. So be ready. Just be ready for that. And then the last thing that Catherine has on her list here is that you may find yourself becoming the center of attention or your ideas finding their place in the world. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, we and I have things to say. It's your genius, you know, that you want to be out there. Yeah. And I think this also ties into this idea of when, when someone has nowhere else to put the desk, but against the wall, sometimes I recommend you put like a large mirror to expand your view. And you don't know how many times I've heard people say, I can't put a mirror there. I don't want to stare at myself all day. And and I said, well, I have it. And you don't actually see yourself. You don't actually see yourself in the mirror because my computer screen blocks it. But I can see everything around and it the reflection. And it's And it's interesting now because now we're on Zoom all the time. So I can see you know, what my, like my background looks like, plus I see ahead of me the same background. So it does expand your view and, but it ties into that kind of fear of looking at mirrors, right? Or seeing yourself. Yeah. Or seeing yourself as a center of attention while you're at your desk. And that brings you into the, that story, Angie, are you going to tell the story? Yeah, Yeah. actually. Good good segue. Was there an, And well, was there any last things that you guys want to share about being in command at your desk? I I thought that was pretty exhaustive. I thought we did a pretty good job. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That was good. Well, so this does give us a full circle back to what I wanted to start with, but I forgot is that we got a very wonderful note from a podcast listener that gave us permission to share her story anonymously. And she sent a thank you in regards to the first Small Bites from Pure Professor podcast that we did in, I think it was August, right? And that episode was about placing a mirror in front of your bed. So you guys have to go listen to it if you want to know what we're talking about. But she said she wanted to thank us immensely for the powerful suggestion of placing a mirror opposite the bed 
She said, I have always been scared of mirrors and even covered them. But when you suggested it, I knew the fear I felt meant there was something rich to explore. Within weeks of putting a large mirrored piece of furniture that faced my bed, I suddenly found the resolve to come out to my family, something I had tried hard not to think about for over 25 years. That was a very shocking outcome, and I feel so much better now. It showed me so clearly that something major was not right in my life. So this person sent sent some thanks and gratitude for the small bite teaching that Catherine offered that about placing the very controversial uh, suggestion to place a mirror facing your bed to see yourself in a different light every morning. And what a huge impact it made on this listener. Yeah, I love that story. I'm, I'm so happy she sent it on to you. I, you know, we have to see the yin and yang of everything. And sometimes we just see that yin. And, and it's like seeing a cactus as well. You can't put it in the bedroom. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> so we have to see the yin and the yang of things. And I think that's where the two of you have brought so much to this study of feng shui is the flexibility of looking at both sides of things and not labeling them good or bad, but they are opposites and they work together. And we have to see both sides to really see anew this practice of feng shui. Yes, and I'll just close with these um, words that Catherine had included about putting your desk in command. She said that your horizons will expand your creativity will blossom, your knowledge will increase, and your heart and mind will be open to whatever comes your way. So thank you, Catherine. And thank you, listeners, for listening to another episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe, leave a review. Please sign up for our mailing list by visiting mindfuldesignschool.com slash join. You can check out all the different offerings we have. We have a certification course. We have an advanced training course with Catherine. And we would love to see you in your inbox. So be sure to join our mailing list. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.